going to save that for another night. God is in Sin City, I'll tell you that. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Really not much need of me doing anything because we've celebrated the birth of Christ through the songs we sing and the music we've played and corporate worship. But I want to read this story. Then I want to close with the thought of the components of Christmas. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph being aroused from a sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all of the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the child Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd his people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined uh, from them what time the star had appeared. And he went, sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his mo Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Then they, being uh, divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from their own country another way. Let me reread that verse. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from their own country for their own country another way. Wise men. 
Why are they wise? I was reading where a Jewish rabbi, I think his name was Jason Sobel, a couple of years ago talked about these shepherds and these wise men. And I want to talk about the shepherd briefly. How the angel appeared to them. Now these shepherds, they were believed not to be your ordinary shepherds. They were believed to have been the Levitical shepherds who were responsible for raising the sheep that would be offered into, by the priest for sacrifices. And as these young lambs were born, they would inspect them and look them over and they would look for the ones that were without blemish. And when they found one, they would wrap those lambs in swaddling cloth to help keep them from being bruised or wounded or hurt. And then the angel told these shepherds about this child to be born and he said, and this will be a sign to you. You shall find him wrapped in swaddling cloth. It was a sign to the shepherds, but it's also indirectly, I believe, prophetically saying to you and me that Jesus, the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world, has been born to die as they wrapped him in swaddling cloth, which was traditionally used to bury the dead. But these wise men, the magi, the astrologers of that time, they studied the heavens and they studied the stars and they knew the, the law and the prophecies that had been given. And the best way I can say it is they began to connect the dots and they began to see the picture painted that, hey, the time has come where this Messiah, this Savior, this ruler, this King is about to be born. And when they saw that star, they began to go towards it. Herod gives them further instructions. He inquired at what time they had seen it. And then he instructs them to go on, persevere, press on. And when you find him, come back and tell me. Now he lied when he said that I may worship him too. He wanted to kill him. He was a jealous king. He didn't want to share his glory or his leadership with anybody. But his, they had seen the star. Then they came to where he was. And when they came to where he was, verse 11 says, they worshipped him. After they had worshipped him, they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And there's each one of those represents something that I'm not going to go into tonight. But you need to study what those gifts represented. But then, after they had presented these gifts, which I see it in the, this way, that they... It's like in salvation where we present ourselves to the Lord. Where we surrender our life to Him. Where we place our self on the altar of sacrifice to have our sins cleansed and forgiven. And the Spirit of Christ to come and reside and live in us. 
And I reread chapter 12 where it says, Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for, for their own country another way. I see here the message that's saying, when you've surrendered your life to Christ, when you become a child of God, don't go back to your old lifestyle. Live differently. Don't tread the same paths. Don't tread the same road that you lived before. But let the Christ child that's in you by the way of His Holy Spirit lead God and direct you and to teach you all things. But I want to talk to you about some components of Christmas so that you can share these around the family table. I've jotted them down on a note card. Not that I'm getting old or anything, but... <laughs> we see the tree. A lot of people think this is pagan, and I guess it's whatever you make out of it. But we need to teach our children and our grandchildren to, to remember this. When we see the Christmas tree, as Christians, we need to remember two trees. The tree in the garden, where the Lord spoke and said, You can eat of all the trees of the garden except that one. Because in the day that you eat of that tree, thou shalt surely die and not live. Well, they ate and spiritually died. And pass that sin down through the ages to where you and I, we've been conceived in sin. We were born in sin. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we need a Savior. That's why we've got to remember and teach to our younger generations the cross, that second tree. The cross. There's no other name given among men whereby you must be saved. Jesus is the one that proclaimed after uh, of himself where he'd be beaten beyond recognition. You remember they mocked him, they punched him, they sucker punched him, blindfolded him, put a crown of thorns on his head, beat it down into his scalp with a reed or a stick, pierced his sides and all of this. But Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he's talking about the cross. Now, we interpret that to mean if I talk about him, and that's good that you do, that you witness and, and share and tell about him. That's important. But what he's saying is, if I be lifted up on that cross, I will draw all men unto me. And it started right then. Amen. One of the thieves said, if you're really, get us down. The other one said, Lord, I believe. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Then I remember there was a Roman soldier that was a professional at executions and crucifixions, a professional at knowing how to slowly torture someone and, and knew when they were dead, not fainted or passed out, but dead. And that soldier says, truly, this was the Son of God. So when you're in your home and you're talking to your grandkids and your kids, remind them of the tree and what it represents to us as Christians. I won't ever drink in front of you. Turn my back to you. Done a lot of preaching. My voice is growing weak. <laughs> 
Secondly, I want to talk about the lights. Yeah, they're pretty. Some of y'all see things that I don't see in them because I'm colorblind. Anybody else here colorblind? You're a blessed woman. But when we see the lights, the message there to us that we need to teach is that simply Jesus is the light of the world. He's the light of the world. The star that used to be on top of all of the Christmas trees, but now some put cowboy hats and some put angels and all of that. But the star that sits aloft atop the tree is representative of the Holy Spirit. The star that would guide the wise men in pursuit of the Messiah child. Don't you know there's a word says of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit is the teacher that will lead and guide and direct us into all truths. It will teach us all things. So we have to remember that that star is not just an ornament on a tree, but it has a profound message of the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that you can't even get saved without the Holy Spirit? That upsets some of you. Because the Bible says no man comes to the Father lest the Spirit draws him. Lest the Spirit draws him. Teach that to your children. The presence. Boy, they have sure gotten expensive. Give me your credit card. No. <laughs> the presence speaks of the gift, the greatest gift ever given, the gift of eternal life. It's been a long time since most families gathered together and talked about the true meanings of Christmas and the components of the things that we use to send messages of the Christ child. The wise men, they represent being seekers of the Holy One. Are you wise? Are you foolish? The fool has said in his heart there is no God. They have a special for day, day for you. It's April the 1st. It's called April Fool's Day. <laughs> but quite simply, do you really seek God? Do you try to convince others that you do or do you try to convince yourself you do or do you really seek Him? Scripture says this, when you search for me or seek for me with all of your heart, you'll find me. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. The Lord withholds no good thing from His children and from those who ask Him. Be a wise man. Be a seeker of God. In one of the other Gospels, it talks about how when Joseph and Mary came to the end, there was no room 
You remember that? And how they were turned away. Stop and think about it. That night, the knock at the door. Christmas! Christ is at the door! And there's no room for Him. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you'll but open up, I'll come in and sup with you and you with me, but if you leave it closed, I'll have to go somewhere else. I can't come in. Are you like the innkeeper? You've kept the door closed? Or are you like the stable and the manger where Jesus wound up being accepted and, and born? Meek and lowly. I realize this is not some kind of a profound preach the paint off the wall message, but this is what the Lord has laid in my heart to just simply challenge you with tonight. The hustle and the bustle and the commercialism of what the season has become to particularly the unsaved, but in some cases even the saved. We need to come back to what this is really all about. And be sure that every one of our family members in particular and our friends know and understand what all of this represents and the truth behind it. Are you wise? Are you foolish? Are you an innkeeper? Are you a stable manager or whatever? I want to ask you to just bow your head for just a moment. We're going to close a